Welcome to another episode of TBI Talks Tech. I'm Eric Kills, sales trainer with TBI, and along with me... Dave Polakowski, operations trainer here at TBI, and we have a very special guest with us today. We're doing an all-TBI podcast, and our special guest today is the Regional Vice President of Strategic Partner Programs at TBI. It's the one and only Bill Vandervenet. Bill, how you doing? I'm great, man. I don't know if I can master your energy, but I'm going to try. This is awesome. I'm glad to be here today in the virtual podcast booth. It's, uh, it, uh, it feels like a privilege, I'll tell you that. So. Well, thank, we appreciate you being here, and I try to set the bar high as far as energy. So. Good, <laughs> good, good, wild. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so before we get into uh, all this fun stuff we got to talk about, Bill, uh, can you give us a little bit of background just of you know, where you come from and, and all that sort of stuff? Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, you know, just to kind of the short history here is, uh, you know, just looking, you know, kind of a TBI, right? I've been here five years. I came here five years ago to stand up the partner referral program. And that was, uh, it's been a really successful program. Love to have an opportunity to talk about that at some point. I mean, it's a great way for uh, our partners out there to uh, acquire some different revenue streams at a much more profitable rate. And then um, prior to that, I'd worked for um, AT&T in a capacity on the consumer side, kind of doing similar things we're doing over here at, at, at TBI, and then uh, in between a bunch of startups you know, before and after that. So uh, always been in sales and you know, kind of on the technology side of things. Yeah, and I know you're, you're one of my favorite people to work with at TBI, Bill. In the four years I've been here, you've always got a creative angle, a unique perspective, and it seems like as a result, they keep heaping different responsibilities on you. I know you're working on building a special practice with another one of our guys down down in Texas, uh, and you also manage TBI's wireless program. Yeah. So if uh, yeah, in addition to that, uh, yeah, the, I talked about the referral program. We're still work on that. Some of the call center programs also have uh, you know the inside channel management, which is really working on some of our you know kind of some of the smaller partners and, and getting those guys uh, with some traction. And yeah, I, and then recently, about a year and a half ago, asked to kind of help. Uh, drive the uh, the mobility program forward, right? Get a little more traction and adoption on that. So it's been it's been fun, and I think it's it's the right time to do that in the market. And I think it's a really exciting point uh, for our partners if they start to think about it. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I know like we have our own mobility practice. Can you talk to us just a little bit about? the experience on that team and some of the differentiators? Yeah, I mean, I think you have to step back and look at TBI as a whole, right? And our differentiators in the marketplace, right? Our whole philosophy is, uh, you know, enabling and empowering our partner community through education and alignment with the right technologies and vendors. You know, and then you overlay that our subject matter experts through the tech guru team and then the back office. And that includes a dedicated wireless, you know, team there who have 25 plus, you know, 30 years combined experience. And you add even somebody on my team is an overlay role uh, with 20 years experience. You've got quite a bit of experience in the mobility space. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, those they're a great resource to go to to kind of understand what's going on from a you know kind of more of the nuts and bolts. But if you want to understand really the market, you know, at the higher level, then a better conversation we have with the uh, the channel managers or, or even uh, myself or somebody else on, on the team here. So Yeah, and Bill, it's, it's really interesting um, to me, especially I've been here, you know, eight years. And back when I was uh, on the telco team, the pre-sales team, there wasn't a dedicated wireless anything. It was really just kind of wireless deals were kind of thrown in with the rest of them, right? So it's been mm-hmm. really cool to see, you know, Heather Huss build that team on the support side, the sales side, the, kind of the whole thing coming together. And I think it's really important, as you mentioned, now more than ever, you know, we keep having this conversation um, with you and others, but, you know, we kind of talk about agents leaving mobility on the table, right? So mm-hmm. it's just something that um, we've been kind of trying to drill into people's heads. So if you can kind of expand on, you know, why 
agents, you know, if you have a message to partners, why they shouldn't be leaving these mobility deals like kind of on the table? Yeah, you know, it's 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 interesting. So look, it's no secret. We're, we live in a mobile first world, right? All of us are walking around with devices in our pockets. We might have a connected uh, devices throughout our homes. We could be walking into businesses that have connected devices that are understanding you as the consumer who are walking in there uh, and so forth. But there are lots of applications being built. Now, Let's talk about why a partner shouldn't just walk away from the mobility side. Don't think about it simply as a handset play. That may be mm-hmm. an easy entry for you, right? Mm-hmm. But if you start to think about things holistically and what's happening and looking for an outcome for that customer, what are they trying to do? So there's a bigger story here that's tied to cloud, to edge compute, to security, to IoT devices, and so forth. So you know, if you go step back a second, think about 5G starting to expand and roll out. That's really going to begin building a lot of momentum in 22 and beyond, probably in 23. When you start to look at the proliferation of IoT devices, which is expected to hit you know, 25 billion devices here in the next oh, few damn. years, they all need to connect to a network. They're going to connect at the edge. At that edge, there's going to be a lot of opportunity there to aggregate that data that's coming out of the IoT over a 5G network, process that at the edge at scale, layer on IoT, I mean, excuse me, like AI and machine learning, and really understand what's happening. So if you're a manufacturer, maybe you need to understand what's happening within your supply chain and manufacturing facilities, and you've got IoT sensors throughout to be able to take that data with a 5G network, right? Aggregate that compute at the edge, not having to backhaul it to, you know, if you're a manufacturer in Oklahoma and your headquarters happens to be in Roanoke, Virginia, not having to go back there or some other place, you know, and process at the edge. There's a lot there, right? And then of course, the other thing I would say is when you think about IoT, you cannot walk away from the thought about security, right? So that does open up the threat surface, right? The attack surface, and you've got some bad actors out there that are gonna try to look at that. So it's a bigger story than just simply mobility, right? It's a complete holistic solution, and it's no different than us talking to our partners today about UC or network or anything else. You have to have a complete discussion with the partner slash customer around these types of solutions. Well well said, Bill. And I think in practical terms, when you take some of that and you apply it to different industries, you know, you can think about the supply chain and just overall visibility into the supply chain and really creating more of an our supply chain versus a my supply chain and giving customers more control. Or when you think mm-hmm. about e-commerce and retail, you know, that synchronous experience on desktop versus mobile, making sure that checkout experiences are smooth. Edge applies to all that stuff and mobility feeds into it. And, and more and more to your point, it's, it's not just the handset and the unlimited talk, text, and data plan. Yeah, and and 5G, just from a, you know, you're you're talking about a a latency that's going to drop to, you know, five milliseconds from where we are 50 plus today on 4G. So to the average person, it's not, but when you're talking about consuming and processing data and that latency, that could be the difference in some of these applications. You're a salesperson in the field working on 4G, maybe tied to a tower. I mean, 5G, you know, tied to a tower, you might be able to be able, you know, look at, something um, you know that you have to get from your company to be able to present to a customer, right? That could be super fast over 5G. Or mm-hmm. if you're looking at, again, something in the sales, retail environment or manufacturing. And we, and we haven't even talked about AI yet. You know, no. and how AI is, is leveraging edge technology to provide closer to real-time insights, you know, so we can make business decisions. All, all that stuff, yeah. to me, is, is mobility. Mm-hmm, right. I mean, we all know like Verizon Wireless, T-Mobile, AT&T. I mean, what providers have have you worked with, Bill, as a manager at TBI's wireless program that you find to have a unique value prop or that you think just kind of make 
life easier for us and for our partners? Yeah, I mean, I think that those those three uh, certainly are recognized names just because of where they stand in the mobility place today, right? They're there's something that each of us hold in our hands today. But when you start to talk about IoT, then you know there's some really great providers in our portfolio, like BroadSky or Link America or even SenseLink. I mean, BroadSky just was acquired by another company, and they've kind of decided to overlay a lot of artificial intelligence and data to enrich the experience and the use of IoT and you know fixed wireless and stuff like that. So there's a really interesting story inside of BroadSky that uh, that our partners need to really kind of understand. And you know if you think about even a Link America or SenseLink, a couple things to you know just going back to different verticals is you know in the hospitality industry you have a big push for these panic buttons, right? So think about. Um, housekeeping might be on the you know 11th floor of a hotel and you know if something were to happen uh, god forbid right they need to have a button to be able to push to let them know uh, something's gone on right and if they can have that button on them and it's connected to 5g network again latency right and they can get somebody to help them right away right so it's mm-hmm. potentially life-saving it could be a life-saving re- response right which is super important so mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and then beyond that you know you've got other things like wireless expense management you know mobile device management you know even in aggregation play like you might metel right it's great the great providers does um stuff in the aggregation right taking a number of uh disparate uh, you know services and put them all on their platform mobility platform so yeah, I've seen some cool stuff as far as wireless expense management from some of our providers with AI and integrations into the, the vendor systems mm-hmm. where it's not just like you know, a ruler and three invoices and Grandpa Joe sitting there comparing <laughs> and contrasting plans. You know, yeah, it's going yeah. to automatically make MACDs for you and, and optimize the plan to make sure employees are the resources are managed effectively. Yeah, I think a lot of uh, a lot of customers are not aware that they have that capability. They think they're stuck with this plan. They have to buy, you know, the unlimited consume, you know, the highest plan possible. And mm-hmm. especially if the the business is providing the device, right? Maybe they're not aware of, uh, of the best outcomes for them. So part part of it too, I think, is like you know, any any of the big three are going to make plans available online. You can see them. It's like A, B, and C. It's the paradox of choice to where they're they're also a sales organization. They're not going to give the customer so <laughs> many options that they're crippled by choice and they're not going to decide anything. And behind those three plans on the front page of their website, there's like 30,000 other plans with minute differences that can be you know, changed to make sure, again, resources are being managed effectively. Right. So, I mean, hopefully we have your attention out there in the agent community and, and you're thinking more about edge and IoT and AI and some of these more fleet management type mobility plays. If you don't want to sell the cell phones, the data plans, that's fine. I think, Bill, that's where like our referral program could come in and, and help yeah. some of those folks specifically, right? You want to talk to us about the referral program a little bit? Um, yeah, I, w- I would say this. So the, the referral program, in short, is a great uh, avenue for partners today who, who might have some opportunities that uh, – they have chosen to potentially walk away from, but they know they want to monetize. So if they don't want to do the selling and they want somebody else to own the sales motion for them, that inside sales team can take the, uh, do the entire process from uh, discovery quote and close and give them, you know, complete uh, uh, transparency to that process and, and pay them for it. So, but they don't have to go out and chase the, you know, the ankle biters, if you will, right? So if they mm-hmm. don't want that, you know, focus more up the stack and medium enterprise business or more complex solutions, it's a great opportunity for them. All that data stays in-house. I'll just add that too. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, back and just one other thing I'll add on the on the MDM space and just you know some of the things we have seen is that it can that agents should think about too. 
when you have those opportunities, it can free up capital, if you will, or monies to be put to other places, right? So there's a lot of budget in motion. We talk a lot about data in motion, but there's budget in motion that can be freed up through some of these initiatives, right? So if you're saving money on mobility on a monthly basis, that might free up some money that can be put towards, you know, UCAS could be put towards cybersecurity, you know, mm-hmm. initiatives and stuff like that. So, and then one other thing that we've seen of late is that um, because of security, we have seen some businesses have inquired now about really replacing their entire work telling their entire workforce, no BYOD devices, we're going to supply the device for mm. you. And we want that kind of locked down. So that's an interesting play too. So I think there's some of these questions they need to start asking their customers, you know, what's the, you know, who's supplying the devices? What's their strategy around that? Ask them about IOT, you know, various verticals and so forth. So yeah, business questions on policy governance, what happens yeah. if they lose their phone? Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people aren't going to have an answer to that. I, I think this was super useful, you know, as far as your perspective and, uh, taking 10, 15 minutes to communicate it to agents. I know your door is always open, so is trainings. Uh, so yeah, we'd encourage you all in the partner community, engage with us, our engineers, training team. You know, let's start talking mobility and how we can move move that up market You know, with your partner base. But uh, Bill, you want to take us out with a, with a fun fact? Sure. Uh, you know, I mean, let me go down the list and think about which one. But I, I, I think for me, it was, you know, I was going to talk about something else. But, it, it, you know, the other day I was re-listening to some of these podcasts and Janet Shines was on talking about LinkedIn. And, you know, I just, you know, something that is interesting. I, I was one of the first 50,000 or so members of LinkedIn. So specifically 56,101. That's yeah. my member number. Um, <laughs> but that's a set. That's a, almost, over almost 750 million member community now. So I always think about wow. that. Okay, what was life like at 56,000? It was simply a recruiting tool. It was like a way to place my resume out there and say, hey, here I am. If, if you got a job, you know, find me, right? And now it's a very viral, social networked selling environment. Yes, there's some stuff there, but it's a great place to interact and engage with, with partners, prospects, vendors, industry resources, and stuff like that. And I think that's kind of a almost like a, uh, you know, an analogy for life, right? You got it you start in one place, but you got to continue to build it and just ride with that wave, right? And invest in, reinvest in it. So I've been heavily involved in LinkedIn for a long time, but it's just been interesting to see the changes over the years. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty ground floor as far as, uh, <laughs> you know, as far as LinkedIn goes, it's pretty crazy. And it's also not unlike our mobility program, which has grown that's right. from something so small. And now it's, you know, just blossoming into a beautiful flower. So. Right. Or, or a referral program. So as you can tell, you I've go. got this little bit of a, a, you know, a habit. I like to start small, grow things and see how they go, you know, and stick with them. So what's yeah. that? What's that guy from MySpace who is like famous? Tom from MySpace. Tom? Tom, yeah, like yeah, Tom, that's, yeah. like, that's like Bill on LinkedIn. Oh, Bill's, Bill's thanks, the Tom. Thanks. Um, you're the, you're I was never on MySpace, thank God. So <laughs> I had yeah. a band on MySpace, but uh, whew, glad, glad those days are over. <laughs> That's way back in the day. But Well, Bill, thanks for joining us. This has been really great. I uh, appreciate you talking to us about all this stuff. You know, and so yeah, I welcome. think, you know, one of the one of the big things is agents, you know, when we talk mobility, it's not just about the devices. Um, it's about much more than that. So if you didn't get that the first time, please feel free to listen back to this podcast and let Bill school you a little bit more. But for Bill Vanderven and Eric Hills, I am Dave Polakowski, and this has been TBI Talks Tech.